about this idea that so many of us are clogged inside that we put all the wrong things in our life and he can't flow through us. He can't. We fill our lives with everything but God. And I was remembering, having been in the church, what it was like, you know, after I came to faith in particular, the, the time we would spend just waiting on God in the church. Some of you might remember seasons like this, where we would dismiss and these, the altars would still be full of people who just came to pray and came to wait, and came to seek the presence of God, that people would come to church with an expectancy. And we talk about coming expecting God, and some of you are like, what does that even mean? It means that when we come to church, that those, all of us as believers, who should be practicing our faith every day through the whole week, spending time in God's presence, praying and worshiping, and spending time in God's words. These aren't suggestions. These are what we are called to do as followers of Christ. And either we do it or we don't. If we don't do it, are we really a follower of Christ? Or do we just like the idea of it? I love the idea of having a beach body. I do not like the idea of going to the gym. Okay? And many of us love the idea of it, and we don't do these things. And when we don't do these things, you know, we come to church, and the church becomes the sample table for us. That's our fill we get all week long because we're starving for something real in our life. But what's supposed to happen is we're supposed to be serving the Lord. And by serving the Lord, we mean worshiping God and doing his work all week. And then we come together as a community of believers. We're there to care for one another and worship together. And when we come together, all these worshipers who have been worshiping all week get together. Something dramatic happens because the scriptures tells us that the Lord builds a throne in the presence of his people. That when we are gathered, his presence comes down and is here among us. That if we seek him together, that God does amazing things. And I'll tell you, I have been in places in times where when people come together full of the Holy Spirit, full of God's presence, seeking after God, none of us could stand because the presence was so strong. We laid on our faces and wept. Normal people, not crazy people, not crazy people like me. Normal people laying on the floor weeping because the tangible presence of God was so strong in that room that we couldn't move, and we were weeping, not out of grief, but out of joy. I have seen people come to altars and be healed. I have seen people come and be transformed. I've seen people come into church filled with people who love and serve God and say, I want what they have because I can't live another day without it. See, when the presence of God flows through his people, when you're in Walmart, things happen. The people around you start to feel something, and they start talking. You're like, what's so different? Something, you're just so peaceful. You're so calm. What is this I sense about you? Or people start sharing their lives. I had an incident years ago where I was in class, and it was during a season in my life when I was really spending time with God, and I was really praying. I was a new believer, which meant I was really crazy. I felt like I had to tell everybody about Jesus, which we should, but I mean, like, I was crazy. Like, Jesus t-shirts and Jesus everything, because I went from being totally unsaved in church, but totally unsaved, to like dramatically transformed. And I was like, everybody needs this. And we were in class one day, and you know, we'd just been praying for God to do work in our schools. We'd been praying for God to move. We used to, this, before school started every year, we would literally march around every school in town, every high school, I should say, because we were in middle, in middle school, and pray for God to move in those schools. We did it. 
and it was teenagers. It wasn't the adults. It was like us and our youth pastor and our youth leaders. We would go, and we would, we would go for hours and do this, and then we'd all go to Perkins afterwards. It was, it was wonderful. We did it every year because we, we were taught to believe in the power of prayer that God changes things. And so one day I'm in class, and, and I, just, I could feel God's presence so strong. And this young man just began to share all of a sudden. We were talking about different things, and he's like, you know, I just don't even know why I'm telling you all this. And this was not a person who shared. This was not a person, whatever. He's like, but we don't have enough food at my house right now. And I don't know what to do about it. Now, high school boys don't talk like that in class. Raise your hand if you know this, okay? All right? And immediately, like, the teachers were there to help him and stuff like this. But I had such a sense that God was stirring people around me. And I began to see this happen, that God's presence overflows out of you. It begins to stir the people around you and convict them and speak to them that maybe there's something that could help them. And they start sharing their business with you. And why do they share your biz- their business with you? Because you know somebody who can do something about it, right? But if we are clogged and we aren't letting God flow through us, how can we expect our families to be changed? How can we expect our marriages to be changed? How can we expect our communities to be changed if the source of the change is not allowed to flow through his people? And the thing I feel strongly is that we can keep coming here week after week. We can sing some nice songs. We can preach some nice words. We can tell some nice stories. But if we don't choose as individuals to make a tangible change and allow the Holy Spirit to remove the obstacles in our life that are keeping us from embracing the fullness of who God is in us, nothing will change. And we might as well close those doors. And I know this is a hard message today. And I'm not going to apologize for it. And I know I sound nuts today because I'm all over the place. But I feel so strongly that God wants to do something here. That as much as we are tired of the state of things, how much more tired is God because he hears every cry. He sees the suffering that we doesn't make the news. And he wants so much more for us. The scriptures tell us in Isaiah 55, Is anyone thirsty? Come and drink. Even if you have no money, come and take your choice of wine or milk. It's all free. Why spend your money on food that does not give you strength? Why pay for food that doesn't you no good? Listen to me and you will eat what is good. You will enjoy the finest food. Come to me with your ears wide open. Listen and you will find life. I will make an everlasting covenant with you. I will give you all the unfailing love I promised to David. See how I used to... Him to display my power among the peoples. I made him a leader among the nations. You also will command nations you do not know. And peoples unknown to you will come running to obey. Because I, the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, have made you glorious. Take that in for a minute. Now he's speaking to the people of Israel, but we know this is a prophetic psalm, or prophetic writing, I should say, about Christ and his church. That God's desire is to make you glorious a glorious reflection of him. Seek the Lord while you can find him. Call on him while he is near. Let the wicked change their ways and banish the very thought of doing wrong. Let them turn to the Lord that he may have mercy on them. Yes, turn to our God for he will forgive generously. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. 
The rain and snow come down from heavens and stay on the ground to water the earth. They cause the grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry. In the same way with my word, I send it out and always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to, and it will prosper everywhere I send it. You will live in joy and peace. The mountains and the hills will burst into song, and the trees of the field will clap their hands. Where there was once thorns, cypress trees will grow. Where nettles grew, myrtles will sprout up. These events will bring great honor to the Lord's name, and they will be an everlasting sign of his power and love. This is what God desires. That we would come and receive freely from him, and we would be a glorious representation to a lost and dying world of who he is. That we would let the spirit flow in us and through us to transform ourselves and our families and our communities and our nation and the world. That God would draw us so deep into him that it would seem as it costs us nothing to serve him. But we only get there if we go after him. We only get there if we spend the time in his presence. We only get there if we go to the source and we don't sample, but we take it all in. And then we remove the obstacles in our life that are getting in the way of him flowing through us. And some of you are saying, well, I don't know what that is. What are those obstacles? The cool thing is we can ask God, and he'll kind of tell us stuff like that. Um, We can go to God and say, God, is there anything in my life, and this is something I personally regularly pray, is there anything in my life getting in the way of you and what you want to do in me and through me? And God is so faithful to speak what that is. And I'll tell you the number one thing that God gets after me for is my time. And how I spend my time. And for us, time is the greatest cost. We, time costs more than money in our country. And God wants us to give him our time. That he can be in our lives. That he can be with us. That he can do what he's called us to do. And be, we can be who he's called us to be. And so I challenge for you today and this week is that you would get before God whether it's in your car or in your home or you can come up front in your chairs, whatever you need to do and ask God, is there anything in my life? Some of you need to say, God, I have not been coming to the source. I've been sampling and we need to repent of that. We need to repent of sampling instead of embracing all that God has for us. And others of us need to go and say, God, I come to you and I've accepted all that you are and what you want in my life. But I think that there are things getting in the way of you flowing freely through me. I've been limiting what you can do in my life. I've been limiting what you want me to be to the people around me. I've been limiting you. And to let God break away those things, just like we did these cardboard blocks, to get out that big holy plunger and clear those clogs, to pour some Holy Ghost Drano down the drain and flush it out so that we can be the church that God has called us to be.